Questionable, a podcast exploring religion, asking difficult questions, and encouraging honesty. You can join the conversation at thatsquestionable.com, that's questionable podcast on Instagram, or at thatsquestionable1 on Twitter. Welcome to That's Questionable, a podcast. Hi guys. How you doing? Things have come up. Yeah, I was traveling, and we've had a little sickness going on. Yeah. So it's been kind of one of those. Yeah, I had something last week. So. Yeah. But we are back, baby. We, we are. are back. Yes. Yeah. Any news? Anything to start us off here uh, before we jump into our uh, questionable question? Uh Let's see. Ah, uh, well, hey, we could do this. The uh, Titans are building a new stadium. Yeah, and the draft so, is is uh, in two yeah, days. Yeah, the draft is in two days. So, I, from what I understand, they said that every first round pick in the draft will be from Ohio State. Mm-mm. So, that, yeah, they're picking uh, a lineman. Uh, My, I think it's Michael Orr at Ole Miss. Well, I'm just saying all all the picks the in the first draft so will be yeah. all Ohio State players. Yeah, because right. I mean that's where all the good talent is. The so the best, yeah, best thirty-two talent. players. That's and, right, all yeah. of them, all thirty-two. Yeah. Alabama may have something to say about that, <clears throat> but, and Georgia. Yeah, well, so no real news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no real news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it you, is my birthday Thursday. Oh, that's right. Happy okay. birthday! Yeah, happy so. birthday. That's what right. you doing uh, to celebrate? I don't really know. Um, Hannah's got something planned. Oh. Um, I, the weather's going to be nice on Thursday, so I'm happy. I, you know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe grill out a little bit. I don't know. Do something. I don't know. She's got something planned. Good. That sounds fun. What are you going to be like? Forty. Uh, 40- We'll just keep it right there. Yeah. Okay. In your forties. 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 Not born in the forties. Yeah. But in my forties. Yeah. Something. No, I'll be forty-seven. You're still a young pup. Forty-seven. Yep. That's, That's correct. correct. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> For what is forty-seven? Uh, yeah. Anyways. Yep. Forty-seven's a good year. That's right. 1947? Mm-hmm. No, just being 47. Oh, being 47. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my, one of my top 50 favorite years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and all over the United States and around the world, we hear this clicking sound of, of, uh, phones being turned off. Yeah. Click, click. Anyways. Yeah. But Jim, how was your, uh, week? How have you been? You always Fine. ask us how we've been. Fine. Okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> we are. We're do we want to do a weather report like while we're at it or a traffic report? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, you know, trying to think. I, I don't, um, Becca's got her, uh, her cap and gown today. Nice. So, uh, that's, graduation coming that's up. It's going to happen. Mm. Uh, all the uh, the ladies, your lovely wives, and, and a few other 
ladies took her out to celebrate both her 18th birthday and her graduation. Kind of, mm-hmm. they did that yeah. Sunday night. I heard it was a wonderful time. And she had a blast. Good. And was very well loved. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that's coming. That's happening. Mm. You know, it's spring, a lot of work, uh, getting the winter off of everything, uh, takes a lot of work. So, yep. Yeah. Seriously. Been doing that and, uh, nothing, nothing really exciting. Yeah. But happy to be here. That's right. Happy to uh, jump into this discussion. Yeah. So why don't you ask the question? The for The question, day? I'm going to call the question, where does morality come from? And uh, it, the question kind of is, I feel like, and we can go whichever direction as always, I feel like it's kind of a continuation of our last two conversations. You know, we talked about why do we have to believe all of this? And we looked at the Nicene Creed yeah. and then we said, and then that kind of led us to why do we have to believe in this God mm-hmm. was, was the question in the follow up to that. And they, they were all kind of rooted in, uh, in conversations that we've had with people about what we're thinking about things mm-hmm. and how, uh, and their response to to what we're saying, and and when we try to prompt them to think about things and and consider this and consider that, the 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 responses we get are are kind of in in that well. I've always believed this kind of stuff, but but one of them, one of those responses is uh, frequently, uh, well, all morality comes from God, so therefore mm-hmm. you can't convince me any differently, you know, you follow me? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so anyway, well, I mean, that's a big apologetics, uh, argument for the existence of God is, is morality, that morality comes from God. It's not something that we would, <clears throat> we would know, uh, or, or have instilled in us. So I guess the, the question, if, 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 if morality came from God, how would it come from God? So what mechanism would be used? Would right. it be implanted in us? Would it be uh, in the Bible? Well, two two ways would be one would be potentially the Bible. The other one would be, um, you, you know, if you would say we're made in his image, mm-hmm. that within that process if humanity would come some of the attributes of – yeah, I don't know if that attributes is the right word, but I'm using it that way. Attributes of God within his creation – <clears throat> um, I, I would think that that's what I would have thought, you know, when I was going to church all the time is, is that, you know, um, God and I, I don't know. I don't know if God and so man, I don't know man, if that's would, man would be created with morality, with some kind of innate understanding of right and wrong, but then God we, would then continue to develop that within a human being over time. So that understanding of right and wrong would, because I was going to ask, let's back up a little bit and define morality. But is that what you, is that what you would say? Is that how you would sure. describe yeah. or define morality? I, I, I have a different definition. Okay. Morality comes from 
the fruit of a tree that Adam and Eve ate. Uh, you see where I'm going here? Mm-hmm. If if God created, but you're doing it with a straight face. I, I am. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so it, it, let's take somebody who believes in the literal Garden of Eden, Eden story. I don't know how you would believe that God would wire that into us when they didn't know good and evil until they tasted of the fruit. So they would they really have morality? a sense of morality, everything to them that they would think would be good. They couldn't tell good from evil. So wouldn't it come from a tree that God created? Mm. So if they had never eaten from the tree, would there ever be sin? Would there ever be good or would we ever have a moral code? So did it come from the tree or was it the, the act? The act that they finally triggered something to understand that, oh, I just did something I was asked not to do. Or well, the, the, the do. way the Bible says, knowing good from e- evil, that's why they were not supposed yeah, to Yeah, because it's the tree. the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. I, see, I see what you're saying. I see yeah, so saying. I think the argument, if you're a, a, a biblical literist, a literalist, that, that God created humans with uh, a moral code uh, does not work because they did, they didn't they were not created with a moral code that came from eating from the true from the from the fruit of a tree. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Yeah. Um, but do we? Do you want to define morality? Or I'm not really an expert. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to define immorality? <laughs> Um, no, I, I mean, I, I think, uh, I think for a basic understanding of it is, is, you know, the, the understanding of good and evil. Yeah. You know, what, what's right and what's wrong. Um, would, and I, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't think it's important I think for the for our discussion, we're just trying to to get a an idea of when it's present when that's presented as an argument. What are they saying? And so they would they would say that um, they follow they believe they're you know the this evangelical Christianity that they've known all these years uh, is is the place that they get their morality. Yeah. Which, you know, in my mind seems to be a problem. I mean, that there could be a problem there for Mm -hmm. me. If, you know, if, if that's the only thing, you know, keeping them from jumping off the ledge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. No, I've been, it's been positioned to me many times that like, uh, you know, with the existence of God, like you go, Hey, you know, prove to me that God exists. And somebody will typically say, well, where does morality come from? You know, and <clears throat> you know, it's just kind of, you know, it, 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 it sometimes a response is like, so you don't, you know, mur- you know, you don't know the difference that if you kill somebody that, that, that's probably, that's bad. I mean, you can. You can understand that, right? Now people make the decision to do it anyways, and they're like, "Well, how would ever anybody ever know that that was bad?" 
Well, it's like, well, because you can tell that that person's life ceases to <laughs> exist and that hurts other people that might love them. And so you're doing something that alters the course and the existence of another human being. So I don't, you know, I was always like, it doesn't take a, a some kind of greater being to instill the morality in humans to understand that murder is, is wrong, you know, uh, you know, or you could go to, you know, uh, punching somebody in the face or stealing something, you know, it's like, well, we actually have local laws that say that that's right or wrong. So, you know, because those, those local laws have come along over the years and gone, Hey, well, if I, if you steal something from somebody else, they get mad and then they want to come and murder you, which is the other bad thing that we decided is not a good thing. And so we need to do stuff to, um, um, allow humans to be able to coexist and get along with each other in an understandable way, you know, but, um, for some reason, you know, um, evangelicalism will, will not let go of the idea that somehow morality has to start with God. Yeah. It has and, to. Yeah. But and, you can at any point in time that you can at any point in time create an argument that would support that. You can't. And I think that, uh, quite possibly, quite probably, the strongest argument you can make against uh, the God of the Bible um, is morality itself. Sure. Um, (laughs) You know, you, the golden rule, which is found in the Bible, but did not originate in the Bible. Mm -mm. It's not from there. I mean, it really spells it out. You, you know what hurts you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what you don't like. Yeah. You know what's painful to you. You know what is when somebody has wronged you, you know, and the golden rule is merely pointing out, okay, keep that in mind when you're interacting with other people. That's right. Don't, don't do that crap. Mm -hmm. You know, if it hurts you, it's going to hurt other people. Yeah. I I read, I read an article, um, a couple articles, you know, about morality and, you know, I'm, I'm just very curious about, um, you know, over the last uh, couple of years, I've really been studying more evolution and 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 just wanting to understand uh, as much as I can. I'm not a science person, but just trying to understand as much as I can um, a, a non theistical view of of evolution. Uh, and, and because that would be, if, if it's not the Bible, it would have to be an evolutionary process that we would develop a more code. It would have to somehow be a development through. That's the only way it could be yeah. is develop a moral code was if mm-hmm. humans evolved to the point where our, our, our brains developed where we would have a, a moral code. And, and I was reading an article and I'm going to, I'm going to credit, uh, Francisco Ayala. Francisco just reminds me of El Francisco. Francisco. That's fun to say. Uh, Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology, uh, University of California, Irvine. Uh, and he defines moral, um, moral behavior as that, that a person takes into account in a sympathetic way the impact of their actions on others. So it's very much what you're, what you're saying. And he goes into a lot of depth as far as, um, 
what are the conditions that have to be in place for a a an animal such as us to be able to 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 behave in a moral way. And you mind if I just share those three things? No, but I want to point out I said it dumber. Uh, no, you did not. You just said it more biblically. Uh, you said, it, "Oh, I think he would rather be dumb." No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> so, so this is this is for the presence of. There's three necessary conditions for the presence of ethical or moral behavior. Number one is the ability to anticipate the consequences of our actions. Uh, 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 to, to, mm-hmm. to understand the consequences of our own actions. Yeah. So that would be, you know, uh, really what we were just talking about. Uh, the the second is the ability to make value judgments. So it's the ability to say, basically, this is right, this is wrong, and to be able to weigh out really, yeah. I, I, I guess, how things are right or how things are wrong. Uh, and the last is to uh, the ability to choose an alternative course of action. So if you don't have any other choice but to do X, and X is not something that's good, well, you're not making a moral choice if you really don't have a choice. That's really what it's saying. So you have to have the ability. If I had a gun in my hand, I would have to have the ability not to shoot it. Yeah. You know, if somebody's controlling that gun and it goes off in my hand while I'm holding it, then I'm not. It's not a moral act because I didn't make the choice to, to actually. And uh, now you're equating that to. God doing in something in somebody? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm, I'm equating that to these are the conditions that for us to make, to to be beings that can make moral choices, those mm-hmm. are what what have to be in place. Yeah. So we, we have to be able to see, hey, these are the consequences for actions. We have to understand the weight of those. And then, uh, then we have to have the ability to choose. So it can't be an action if we don't choose. It's kind of like, why do we have free will? Well, mm-hmm. it's not free will if we don't have yeah. the ability to choose. That's right. So that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. That's because it's election. Yeah. No, just <laughs> Yeah. Whatever you say. <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> but I, right. I, I just think, yeah, you know, if it's, if it's morality, uh, if it's evolutionary, then, uh, and, and there's, I'm not, I mean, that's as much science as I really want to cover. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get into a couple of things he says here in a minute, but, um, but that that's a good groundwork to just say, hey, if we were to evolve, that's what we would have to evolve into. Yeah. And there really is no other choice. It either came from a God uh, or some supreme being or it evolved. Yeah. I yeah. guess it could have come from an outside source like uh, – like aliens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, if y'all want to go that yeah. route, but we, I don't believe that. And we do have a track record. That's the thing. We do have a track record of the human mind um, changing over time. Yeah. I mean, we do see through history how human beings have learned from their actions. And many, and, many have. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And so I, I think that that is – you can't discredit that. Mm-hmm. So now, but I think even Jokels would come along and go, well, that was God that was doing the changing. And again, now we're back to the idea that we have no foundational proof for, for any of that. Well, a theist, a, a theistic evolutionist would say that. So if it was somebody like the guy who runs the signature in the cell, whatever his name, I can't remember, Francis Collins, he, he believes in, in 
an evolution that's directed by God. And so they could make that claim mm-hmm. that that God would intervene in the evolutionary process and and cause, I guess, um, morality to develop. I, I, you know, the thing I heard on the on the other side when I was studying apologetics is that the the ability for humans to have a conscious self where we can think in terms of the first person makes us unique. Yes. Like other animals don't say, I feel pain. They may yeah. feel pain, but they don't have they don't have the ability to think Yeah, hey, they just have instinct. I'm in pain. They have instinct, they have reaction, but they don't actually have a I don't know how we know that. I don't know how they know a dolphin doesn't have that ability. I, I don't know. Do they you know do, Yeah. They have no way to communicate that if they do. Yeah, yeah, but but we're the only ones that that really have the ability to think in terms of of what our choices, the impact our choices have on other people. Yeah. And that's what makes us unique in the animal world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and you made a comment and maybe we, I don't know if we have more to discuss, but, um, you know, the, the, where, what is morality and, and why does the Christian, God lay claim to that, but also there's discrepancies in the idea that God somehow has abided by his own moral code. Well, and that's a, that's a yeah, great question. Let's go there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you, you <laughs> said, okay, just can, a can I talk ago, to talk for the next 30, 40 minutes on science for just a little bit? To, <laughs> I'm just joking. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> science is great. Yeah. I do like science, but mm-hmm. I just don't like to talk or study about it. <laughs> I just don't like to read it, talk about it, or study, study about it. Or listen to podcasts. But it is one of my favorite words. It's one of my favorite words to say, to act like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, excuse me. Science says he holds up his middle yeah. from All right. yeah. fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. You, you said, uh, so we're talking about, uh, so developing and changing evolving and, mm-hmm. and 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 Nathan you said yeah and so is God changing in all of this and and I think that I think before we before we head down this path uh I, I just wanted to say I I think that that biblical evangelical uh folks would all agree that morality is black and white in it in a discussion at the beginning of a discussion at the beginning of a discussion right. yes that that it's mm-hmm. there's right and there's wrong that's right and uh ambiguity is not part of the equation for that and that it's god that determined what's right and what's wrong mm-hmm. and that and then yeah. they would also throw in we've had this discussion that god doesn't change and never changes Mm-hmm. He's the same today, yesterday, tomorrow. Is that why they're allowed to judge everybody else? Uh, uh, well, they they certainly claim that. But yeah. so, <laughs> so now we get to the, now we get to why this the, that side of the argument just doesn't have any weight. Yeah, to it whatsoever. And uh, you can go ahead and start, Nathan. <laughs> well, um, you know, and I've been in this conversation many times with people and. Um, you know, um, I mean, you can't, 
you can't, if God says thou shalt not murder, um, uh, but yet somehow God has murdered many, many times within millions, the scriptures. Millions and millions and yes. millions. Yes. And, and I'm even thinking of different instances in the Bible, not let alone that he killed every human being and creature on the face of the planet except for eight humans in the flood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, but how can a God that says do not murder because it's sin and God cannot be sin? And some would even say God can't even look on sin. That then Job God, wouldn't say that, but everybody else would. Well, that's right. Uh, but <laughs> that's right. Um, that's the one place. Yeah. Uh, but um, but then God doesn't hear to His own moral moral code. And in fact, in, even jo- Christians will even go as far as to say, "Well, God is perfect, and so therefore, whatever God does is justified by His own decision." To yeah, do he so. can't invalidate the code. Yeah. He created the code, so that's whatever right. He did, even though it appears to us. To be immoral, it actually wouldn't be because he's not capable of that. That's right. That's right. So, so if, if you would take the Bible literally and when the Israelites went into Jericho and the instruction was to kill every man, woman, child, and animal, um, that technically by even evangelical Christian is not murder because God would have instructed them to do it. Um, that at that point in time, I think that's where completely the, the the argument falls apart because I don't think that um, that there's the basis for morality falls completely apart at that point in time. You can't say one thing and then do it and then say, "Well, it's okay because you're the guy who made the code in the first place," so or the law in the first place. So it's. It's just it's it's no good. So that's just the to get go. The second part of all of it too is 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 the entire premise of premise of Christianity and the forgiveness of sin is based off of human sacrifice. And so again, we're back to where God can only be satisfied by the shedding of blood. And that that and I know Christians will say, well, God willfully gave up, came as a man and willfully gave up his own life to, uh, in an act of love for all of humanity. But you can't get past the fact that the only thing that satisfied God towards their sin was the fact that a human had to be sacrificed and the blood had to be shed. Yeah. And so Christianity is completely based off of the concept of human right. sacrifice and yeah. murder. Yeah, murder. And, and it's important to keep in mind that those are the those are God's rules. He made right. a, he could have had other ways, but I mean it, it could have been a you know. Yeah. Uh, well, there might be, but but they're portrayed as that. Yeah. Uh, portrayed as what? I'm sorry. As God's rules. As God's rules. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's, that's, and again, that's another part of the conversation. The is, yeah. Is yeah. What, what is actually, you know, what is God saying? You know, I can easily conclude that the story of Jericho or the story of the flood, those aren't actually, you know, those aren't real stories. They didn't happen that way. They were probably, if they did walk into a city and try to kill a bunch of people. They wrote down that God told them to do it so they could justify oh, yeah. it. Right. You know, yeah. the people, you know, but you know, we all know the flood is not a literal thing that happened. It's just a story yeah. that was told through the, you know, Hebraic lore 
that had been passed down over time. Yes, along with what, a whole lot of other people. A whole lot of other stuff. Isn't it good that we don't rewrite history like that anymore? Like, yes. like, like we don't. Like, like I mean, what? Like you know, tourists go through the through the capital, and yeah, oh, it's an, all of a sudden an insurrection. So yeah. you know, hey, My just a goodness. tourist, bunch of tourists. Yeah. Well, and you know, that's uh, the justification side of it, justifying uh, God's crimes mm-hmm. uh, because they were done by God is one thing that that totally you know flushes the argument right down the drain. But on the other side is then we, I mean, we still today, we still see people, uh, uh, violating moral code constantly, mm-hmm. uh, and justifying it in the name of God. Oh yeah. Not necessarily blaming God, uh, like throughout scripture, but doing it in his name. Like, like, uh, you know, um, Death penalty, folks. I, you know, I heard a discussion in our office today, and I was pretty surprised by it. A few of the ladies were were talking about uh, about the commutation of of the death penalty down in Texas yesterday, and that there yeah. were there were Republicans that voted to, you know, hey, let's take a look at this again. Yeah, they're they're going to still figure out a way to kill him. Well, but probably the, just the fact that some of them voted that way, and and then a couple of the ladies uh, in the office surprised me and said, "Yeah, it is surprising to me that that these anti-abortion people are so gung ho on the death penalty and all <laughs> yeah. that stuff." And it's like, it's like d- yeah. doesn't it seem like God, uh, you know, if He says don't murder, that it should apply to everyone? That's right. It's a very inconsistent view. Yeah, uh, of morality, right there. That's a great example of of how Christian morality only goes one way, and and you know they like to say, well, an eye for an eye or whatever, but that's not what Jesus taught. Jesus didn't teach an eye for an eye, and so I, I don't know. I, I just and when we talk about the the code of the Bible, I mean we. No, I mean I I don't. I just want to make sure I, everybody understands. I don't believe that. I don't believe that God wrote the Bible. I think it's an, an it's a human book that was, that was written, uh, you know, well past when you know humans came on the scene, and we we have record of of other moral codes predating the Bible, the dates of the Bible, and so it's not even the earliest code that was written no. or earliest, not even close. Uh, yeah, so to to think that it all started with the Bible. Or with God is yeah. quite frankly ridiculous. Yeah, and and even to go back, um, we just went past Easter, and so there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of discussion I saw on social media, and I just, I guess it's the time of year people like to talk about it. So, um, and it and it came up, and I was. It, I paid attention to it. I didn't say anything to anybody. I just read stuff. And so, but I'm so surprised at how many Christians are completely happy and fine with the fact that there is a wrath of God, you know? Oh, they enjoy it. They, they, they just salivate over it. Well, and they do for the fact that obviously Jesus's death on the cross satisfies the wrath of God. And was I that just, propitiation? Is that what it's called? Uh, per, yeah, propitiation is um, 
Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I okay. think that's that he took um, on the, the wrath yeah. of God. And that's just and it's it's messed up. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just messed up. You know, you have a God that is so angry again that he is willing to the wrath of God is going to be exacted in one way or another. I mean, we all can discuss hell. We can all discuss, you know, what happens to people here on earth. Um, but the fact that, that there's this wrath that's sitting there, that's a real thing that somehow it had to have been dealt with through the death of a human being is messed up. It's messed up. It's, it's, it's the opposite mm-hmm. of morality. It's the opposite of knowing and understanding the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, you know, it's not satisfied that wrath, mm-hmm. uh, according to their line of thinking, mm-hmm. that wrath is only satisfied if you, you know, jump in the water. Yeah. Well, but even then, how many people, how, how many times over the years in evangelicalism have we talked about obedience? That if you're not obedient, then the you can also, there. the wrath of God can also be hovering there to participate in the uneasing of your life. Yeah, that, that's to <laughs> you more know? bring you, bring you back yeah. to, to, to living the, the life that God's called you to live, the quote unquote yeah. moral life. God's college, it's it's some kind of discipline, I guess, is what chastening That's is what they would. What's well, out of love? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I, I'm I'm just if Christians really believe that, then how come so many of their leaders are just horrible people? I mean, I I, I don't understand. That's that's the thing that gets me is I I just don't understand how. There's a moral code that God's given, and quote unquote, all these and leaders the, are anointed. The keepers of the code. The keepers of the code. They're anointed by the Holy Spirit. That are the anointed ones. Uh, are many are just horrible people. I mean, just, just I mean, God, we've seen it, and it's not just people on TV. It's it's. Uh, I mean, it's not every pastor I know. I, I know some. I, I I I had a friend of mine at work today. You know, we were talking, and and I was like, you know, if there is a church you want to go to, I recommended a church they go to. Because the church that I used to go to, a small little Nazarene church, and that that pastor is a sweet, kind, generous guy. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, not all pastors. He's not in it for the money. Uh, not all pastors are like that, but it seems like the majority of them are. Yeah, and not just them. It's the the other lay leaders, and it's just. It just seems like there's if there's this this godly code and Christians are supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit, then why aren't they living by that code? Mm-hmm. I mean, even close to the code. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking perfection. I'm just talking about. Well, Dece- I'm going to edit because I don't want an E on this episode, but just <laughs> decency. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. just common human decency. Yeah. Yeah, and here I see I'm going to keep going here. But even then, if you take the whole concept of the Passover lamb, you know, so Jesus was the spotless Passover lamb. So you go back to Passover, the original Passover, Mm -hmm. that would have taken place according to the story in Egypt. 
that they had to, and we think we brought this up a couple weeks ago, but it all comes back down to, it all starts. It's the, it's all rooted from the idea of murder that if you have to murder an animal to paint the, the, um, blood on the doorposts, mm-hmm. you know, and, and did, it, it wasn't part of the rule too. They had to eat the whole thing by morning time or something like that. They had to gird their loin, like pull all their, they had to do something with it. Uh, yeah, they there was some s- kind of – They had to uh, complete some task on it. And but, that's why they – at Passover, they eat unleavened bread because it doesn't have time to rise. They have to be ready to leave. Okay. And, yeah, there's some kind of uh, – yeah, but you're right. They There's a certain time frame they have to eat that because they're about to yeah. you know, make their exodus. Yeah. So I just – I was just like, man, that's another thing. But anyways, so you have – so then you have whatever it was that would have, according to the story, that would have came through – Egypt and they pass over those who had the blood of the animal on Literally, the doorposts. The angel of the Lord, yeah. which which many many theologians will tell you that is Jesus Christ Jesus, himself, yes. pre-incarnate. Yep. yep, or I've read read that many many times. So again, so how many people in Egypt would have died that day, according to the story? I mean, who At knows? Every household. Every firstborn male, mm-hmm. every firstborn male animal. Animal. That's right. I mean, so, hey, so, so if your firstborn is three months old, that baby's dying. That's right. And so the morality of that is. But what if the dad was the firstborn? That's a good well, question. Well, the bad, the, I, that's, I don't know how that works. There may be a statute of limitations on that. <laughs> I don't know. We'd have to go back to child. Well, Might have been child. Yeah. yeah. Could have been. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but, but my point is, is, is that we're coming back to the idea of, you know, the morality that the morality of the God of the Bible is lacking completely to the point where that God actually has no grounds to call out the moral behavior of any human being because that God has um, violated uh, his own code. Over and over and over again. Okay, so let, let's 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 this this is a great point. So let's um, let let's think about um, Christians believe and they believe it is biblical that life begins at conception. Correct. Mm-hmm. So a pregnant mother in Egypt, you would assume yeah. if that baby was uh, was. Uh, uh, Firstborn, that that baby would die in the womb. W- wouldn't God be a huge abortionist? Yeah, I mean he's basically aborting babies. We brought it up too about the flood. How many yeah. pregnant women were on the earth at the time of the flood? Yeah, yeah, and so I'm just going like, well, that's that in, invalidates everything that you hear the Christian right say about you know God, the protection of the babies in the womb. When when God, I guess he's God and he can do whatever he wants to. That's, right. that's the case, and you can't say he's the author of morality mm-hmm. if he's if he's literally killing babies in the womb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you kind of got a problem here yeah. <laughs> a little bit. So, um, you know, there's there's tons of stories. Just kind of go through the old uh, the Old Testament, um, and you know, do we have to? No, no, no. You don't have to. But okay. uh, those who are listening that want to. Do that. I mean, Ananias and Sapphira, uh, all most of Revelation, um, 
where, yeah. you know, God and uh, God is killing people. And that's where it comes back to that. It's more of a thing that I think is a problem with Christianity because Christianity doesn't wrestle with the idea of God being a murderer or murdering people or not following his own moral code. <clears throat> that's that they've actually resulted to the idea that they support it. It's supported. You know, I, you know, Jesus's sacrifice was a good thing. It was a beautiful act. You know, it's been reworded and regurgitated through this idea that, that all of a sudden that the sacrifice of a human to satisfy the wrath of a God is a beautiful act. Um, but in reality, it's born, it's totally born out of the idea of human sacrifice from antiquity. So, um, I, I just can't believe I ever thought that way. I it's mean, hard I, to believe. I, yeah, it, it really is. It's like, it, it, it really is like some kind of, um, I'm thinking Stockholm Syndrome, whatever. It is like some kind of brainwashing where, where you, you just believe in so many things that just, when you can step out of that, step out of the, the, the spell that you're under and see, you've got, gosh, none of that, uh, none of that is moral. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about for God's glory, uh, he allowed, you know, Satan to, to kill all the kids of Job. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. That's like, how is that a moral thing? Yeah. I mean, he has a power to stop that, mm-hmm. but he allows it to take place. And we're not talking, I mean, we're talking about people, Murdered? Why? To for his glory? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is. It's a maybe. Our next episode should be "Is God a Narcissist?" Because uh, that's what that sounds like. Yeah. So did I step over a line? Mm, You've been no, sitting the whole time. Okay. Right I'm, on the edge. I'm starting though. to get. I'm starting to get riled up. I'm gonna push, <laughs> right. I'm gonna push right. the mic away. Yeah. Well, I'm away from the mic. Uh, Jim, what do you think? Oh, I mean, I, I I agree. It's it it's funny to me. Just the inconsistencies mm-hmm. are uh, not funny. Ha ha. Either, but you know, the the yeah. inconsistencies are uh, they they just. Just blows the whole thing up. Yeah. I mean, it, it, to me, it's like, it's like, man, I don't even see any room for debate on any of this, you know. Which is where, which is where we're starting, because yeah. that's that's the you know the, our reason for the discussion today is because we get that as a response, and it's like, you know, here's here's their here's their argument, their their grand, you know, they're playing their ace card right now, and it's like. Man, that is just the very worst argument I can even come up with. Yeah. You've got, uh, you know, we, we're talking about, um, conception in the womb and, and life beginning. And, and yet, I mean, I, I, I believe that most of them would tell you that God knew who you were before you were in the womb. Whoops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, so, you know, what do yeah. you got? Where what do you do with that? If you think about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the further you go down um, the thought trail on all of this, um, there's nothing moral 
about Christianity, about this God, about this God of Christianity. There's yeah. nothing moral about it. We can, and, mm-hmm. and let's, talk, let's talk about this, but we love to say it is. We do. I mean, we love to say that it is. We think that we say that, well, God is love. And, and we have verses in, uh, you know, in first Corinthians, I believe it, you know, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is all of these things that we say, well, those were all, those all come from God, you know, um, but, um, and maybe they would. But not this one. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly because right. that's that is not the uh, you know the two things are inconsistent. You aren't this and this, mm-hmm. and so that's why we I I, I believe that's I, that's why we see that in in this religion is it, it's just justification for my yeah. own immorality. Yeah, yeah. my own self seeking uh, me first. Mm-hmm. I'm better. Um, existence. Yeah. Yeah. I, we were talking about this on the way over, but, um, there's been a couple of, uh, videos surface of Marjorie Taylor Greene being interviewed and somehow she's made herself now out to look like a victim. A victim of what? Yeah. That she's, (laughs) well, of the left of just, um, I can't remember exactly how she phrased phrased it, phrased it, but basically that how um, rude and disrespectful they are, and oh my gosh. how and she's a she's a a self proclaimed evangelical Christian. This is not something I'm putting on her, mm-hmm. and her uh, inability to see the inconsistency in the way she harasses other people in the hallways and on of the sidewalk kids that have testified in front of, you know, the, the, the Congress or her fellow members on the floor, the way she heckles them. And, they, and, and she just cannot see what she actually is, that she's far worse than anybody she's accusing of doing. And that's the way that to me is really what, uh, in, in a large respect, the church has become is, the accuser. Mm-hmm. They they continue to accuse other people of violating the moral code that they come nowhere close to to satisfying. Yeah. Did we do an episode on that in the past? The real idea of what the Satan is. Yes, we did. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. right. I couldn't remember. We've been doing this podcast for like sixteen years now. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Almost. Oh wait, we this, have sixteen episodes. This has been uh, I think we have sixteen episodes and sixteen downloads. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. I'm just yeah, joking. We have, two is an exaggeration. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Under exaggeration. Yeah, but um, yeah. So at the end of the day, uh, quite some many many years ago, I struggled with the idea of even the whole story of um, Abraham and Isaac. Oh yeah, that's what started it for me, and in fact, um, didn't even think about it. Like, go back and think about what you thought of God in the midst of some of these horrendous things that had happened. You know, the flood, Passover, um, any of the other stuff, um, and you go, oh, "You're look what it does to you." 
Look at look at think about how you were in and it goes, Well, God is perfect and just, so they must have deserved it. And think about that. I mean, we're accusing people automatically of being completely out of line with God to the point where murdering them was com- was absolutely acceptable. And we're yeah. fine with that. Yeah. And it's like, look what that has done to us as people, you know, and God forbid, and I know I'm stepping over the line here, but you know, you know, God forbid you get into some kind of argument with a, with a, a right winger with a Bible and their gun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like the first reaction is, is I'll shoot you. I'll yeah. shoot you with my gun. You know, and Jesus go, Jesus would have been the complete opposite of that. Jesus would have gone, I will turn the other cheek. I will lay down my life for you. You know, I'm going based off of what they believe. You know, it's like Jesus would lay down the gun and never pick it back up again. Um, showing uh, uh, an example of love and mercy and patience and kindness and slow to anger and all of these things that uh, are – you know, are good things. Nobody disagrees with those things, you know. Right. Um, he doesn't like tables, but, I mean, other than that. <laughs> that's right. He's always <laughs> flipping them over, yeah. That's right. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, it took me a long time to, even with the st- with Isaac, um, um, Abraham and Isaac, you know, to realize that God, you know, that the idea of being obedient to God was to walk up the mountain and to sacrifice his own son and that Abraham was willing to do that to be obedient to God. Now, everybody will go, you know, <clears throat> hey, well, he didn't do it. You know, God stopped him at the last second. And it's just like, well, obviously Abraham thought that that's what God wanted in the first place. So that's why he was more than willing to be obedient to it. Yeah. Um, and so he was willing to do it. And then the thing is, is that the story actually ends with, and obviously then killing an animal because something had to die, you know, that's where they get the shofar from. Do you know that? Is that, that's the story where it's from? It's a ram's horn. Okay. Yeah. So God will provide. That's when they blow the shofar. Yeah. That's right. So, um, but the idea that God wanting a human sacrifice was the first time I was like, Hmm, that's actually a. That's a bad, that's a bad thing. Yeah. That's a bad thing, but we all want to justify the story. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's always presented as a test. Yeah. And it's presented as a test that Abraham passed because he was willing to do it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Whereas, you know. Any amount of morality would tell you that that's a test that Abraham failed. He failed because he was willing to do it. He was willing to go too far. Thou shalt not kill. I want you to kill your son. That's right. And I keep coming Mm. back to the idea that the only way that Abraham would have thought that was the way to pass the test was that was his understanding that God – that was acceptable to God. And and God would bring him back to life. That's right. Yeah. 
That's right. That, I think that only does that. Is that actually in Genesis or is that? I come think from that's Paul? He, Hebraic lore. Yeah, Hebraic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, a, is that from the? That's that's the what faith you. That's when that's are. when the pastors stop reading the Bible and then they start saying interpreting. Yeah, that's that's a great point. <laughs> that really is say. Well, he he did that on faith because he thought he raised him from the dead. Yeah. So we can only interpret yeah. that story based on what Hebrews says. We don't know who wrote Hebrews. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, so I'd like to encourage people to. I, I know this is an odd request, but do do some research into um, uh, evolutionary morality. That that how how uh, there there's plenty of evidence through not just Homo sapien, but previous to that, how morality really evolved. Yeah, that's right. And, and this is not some just some theory. This is you can see how that happens. Through time, yeah, and and so it's it's something that is a a natural process that that happened. I mean, it happened, and uh, and and other animals have progressed in some sense, mm-hmm. just not like we have. And so there's some reasons for that. I'm not going to bore everybody with things that you know uh, I don't even want to talk about because they bore me. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, th- there's there's enough. Um, I mean, you can do a little bit of research and find out a lot of things about that to where you don't have to rely on the Bible to explain how we got our morality. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I mean, you guys just, I don't want to head down this bunny trail. Maybe this will be another episode at some point. We'll think of a question that goes with it. But it's, you, Nathan, you were saying that, uh, uh, as it relates to the story of Abraham and Isaac and, and the, the ram, you know, how the pastor reads this much uh, scripture and then he talks about all this other stuff. And, and he's got five points on that. Well, and, yeah. and one, at one day, let's talk, <laughs> one day, let's talk about that. Yeah. You know, just that whole aspect of it, because most, I, I would, I would venture to guess that a vast majority of people that are sitting in pews on Sunday mornings are, are really, really hearing and believing that everything that, that they're hearing is, is from the Bible. Yeah. And uh, it is not, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's been cherry picked and reorganized and, and put into uh, this person's point uh, way more often than not. Yes. Uh, And, we can touch on that at some point, but yeah, uh, but I think that's a great topic. But, but that's uh, that would be immoral too. <laughs> that, yeah. Yes. So, well, that's called agenda preaching, I think, right. more than anything it's else. It's, how do we cherry pick these three verses and and uh, yeah, and and control our people? So, yeah. Well, thank you guys. I, yeah, I've enjoyed this question today, and yeah, hope our our listener does too. <laughs> Thank you, uh, listener. Yeah. yeah. If you're still still hanging in there after a couple of weeks off. But uh, anyway, we appreciate you very much. You can join us on uh, Twitter or Instagram, uh, our website. And uh, we look forward to uh, getting back with you soon.
Thanks for listening. Our greatest hope for this podcast is for you to join the conversation. You can do so at thatsquestionable.com, that's questionable podcast on Instagram, or that's question one on Twitter. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of those casting the pod.